It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping in a girls' night, all wrapped up into one. Like, <laughs> every time I talk to Oliver, I feel like I'm talking to my dad in the least weird way possible. Oliver, we love you. Because <laughs> it's like they're so with it, but at the Oliver, what are you doing over there on the mic? Sorry, I was adjusting the height. Sorry, I just I knew it early. I wanted to get the height right. Oh man. I feel like a cotton swab's in my ear. <laughs> Q-tips. Yeah, what is Oh my god. Okay. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Today we're talking about courtship. Courting. Courting. Courting like a dugger. Yep. Um, That's what most people related it to. <laughs> yeah, the courtship. And and Oliver, say hi. This is my brother Oliver. Hey, what's up, folks? Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just gonna crack up this whole time because <laughs> because I'm such a nerd. Um oh, but, boy. but Oliver is my older brother. We're like a year and a half apart. And uh Oliver, you wanna just give us like a brief background of who you are, what you do? Oh, yeah. Um, that sounds great. Okay. So I work uh, for the Department of Defense, and I'm a, a National Guard, Army National Guard officer, um, and uh, I do some freelance work, uh, invest in real estate, and uh, I am CeCe's older brother um, and a champion for authentic masculinity. So that's a little blurb. And you're a man school strategist. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the newest thing. I, I got to remember about that, a man school strategist. So uh, send your boyfriends, your husbands, your, uh, your, your friends who happen to be boys that are not your boyfriends my way, and uh, we'll get them hooked up with the man school. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll put your uh, email, but it's opappas.themanschool at gmail.com, right? Bingo. Bingo. Yeah, so uh, we're just going to start off with heck yeses and heck noes, and then literally we have so many questions about courtship, and Oliver's literally, I think like part, his mission is partial like bringing courtship back, like making courtship cool again. So we're going to really dig into that. We got a ton of questions from you guys, but Megan, what's your heck yes of the week? My heck yes is, and you guys know her, I had a conversation with Mary Lenneberg today and it was so good. It was what I needed. Like I, I am just going through this really weird time in my life right now. The past two weeks have just, I've not been myself. I've been in my head. I've been easily frustrated and sensitive and all these things. Um, not pregnant guys. Uh, but uh, I just feel like I need to disclaimer that because <laughs> that was the first thing Mary asked me to do. <laughs> um, um, but I was like, gosh, who can I talk to you that like would get it all, but is seasoned and experienced in it all wife, mom, military wife, like runs her own businesses, all that stuff, mom, like all the things. And I was like, Mary, and it's so weird to me because we still have not met in person yet. But I just like with the fine crazy. I know it's insane, but it was so so good, and it's so it reminded me how good it is to have friends in different seasons of life. If that makes sense, yeah, multi generational relationships for the win. Yes, exactly. So, mm-hmm. wait, Oliver, what are you doing on New Year's? Okay, Oliver no is still <laughs> literally in the woods. He's still in the woods. Oliver, where are you? What are you doing? So I had, I had, uh, I, I honestly, okay, I'll just be completely frank here. I had a cauliflower in the uh, in the broiler, and uh, I needed to take it out. And I know I I wasn't sure how long Megan was talking for it. I'm like, well, she seems to be going on a nice tangent here, so I'm just gonna listen and go put my cauliflower in a Tupperware. Take the risk. Take the risk. <laughs> Take the risk. Always take the risk. Um, so anyway, at the behest of sounding like a, um, like I don't know what I'm doing, um, I actually don't know what I'm doing for New Year's. Um, <laughs> you should I'm come probably, to DC. I was going to say I'm probably going to be working because I hadn't made any plans, but um, I'm down to go to DC. Absolutely. 
Yeah, you should come. Sorry, we're making plans on the pod right now, but Mary Lundberg's <laughs> having people over and you should come Ooh, to DC. So that sounds epic. Yeah, we'll talk after the pod. We'll make we'll make that happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk offline. Um, like- sorry, <laughs> Megan. Uh you're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> Give me six more months. <laughs> okay, wait, Oliver, what's your heck yes? Okay, so um heck yes is overnight oatmeal. If you hadn't, if you've never had it, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Uh, super fast breakfast, great macros, and um, that's my heck yes. Oh, wait. So what do you do? What is overnight? Like, it's just oats that you – what makes it overnight oh, oatmeal? Okay, so I'm supposed to explain it. Gotcha. So anyway, overnight oats is like <laughs> you you, <laughs> you take you take rolled oats, right? Not the instant kind, not steel-cut oats, but rolled oats, and you put them in a Tupperware, right? You add – I add almond milk. You could do water. You could do whole milk, whatever you want. You add some kind of milk to it. I add raisins. And, uh, and honey as well, maybe some walnuts, and then you let it sit. So you want two times the amount of liquid to the amount of oatmeal, like you're making regular oatmeal. You put it in the Tupperware in the refrigerator, and then when you want to take off in the morning and hit your day, but you want to take your breakfast or your lunch with you, you just grab that Tupperware, and it's not going to spoil. You put an ice pack with it, and you're good to go, and you have a great healthy meal for your entire day. I'm sold. Wait, I want to try that tonight. Like, I want to make it tonight. That hey, just so go good. to overnightoats.oliverpappas.com. Use code OPOATS for 50% off your first order. <laughs> He's kidding, guys. Don't look it up. <laughs> that was so for real. Dang. That was very Dang. for real. I feel like he was yeah. kind of mocking us, but it's okay. <laughs> so Oliver... Maybe. <laughs> so Oliver's, like, always been the cook in the fam. He's been, like... And it's not even that, like, you're a phenomenal cook. It's that you just Thanks. always... No, it's not that you're bad either. You're it's pretty just trash. <laughs> it's just that you've always been the type since like high school. You would go to like a you know a bonfire and you'd be like, "I'm bringing my brownies made from avocado and coconut oil," <laughs> and like they're literally like not like you said. I did not use any gluten. It's straight <laughs> avocado, and you're like, "How is it a brownie?" And like. <laughs> And, that's, and I'm like, I will be bringing hostess cakes. <laughs> I will be bringing dehydrated turkey and chicken from the oven because I forgot to thaw it. Yeah, like, I'll just pick something up at Jewel. Or I guess people don't know what Jewel is, Walmart. Um, but yeah, oh, that's so good. So my heck yes. Actually, I feel like I need to start with a heck no to explain myself. Um, so I just figured out 10 minutes ago that I broke my $200 microphone. Mm. So um, don't hate on the quality of what's coming out of my mouth, right? Or like what's, you know, what you're hearing in your ear. Don't hate on it because I hate it just as much as you do. And we're figuring that out. Um, did not buy a warranty. Just figured that out as well. So it's really good. Um <laughs> Jeez, but but my heck yes is literally cappuccinos. Okay. I the first time I ordered a cappuccino is because I like the name. Okay. Cappuccino sounds cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. Ordered a cappuccino. But now I'm think I'm it's not even a kick, it's not a phase. It is not a phase. It is a lifelong era of cappuccinos for me. Like I truly think that is now my drink, like Cecilia that drinks the cappuccino, that's me. And um, I didn't actually know it was in it until I just asked and it's like literally straight up milk and an espresso. And I thought there might have been like something more. I don't I don't know. I thought there was a little more special, but it's literally just la leche and Cap- or espresso, espresso, however you say it, with an X or an S. Um, there's no but that's my, There's no X. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing. And now I'm like, I kind of want to buy a cappuccino maker. Um, do I know where to put it? No. Do you think I'll ever use it? No, because I like going to buy one. But I <laughs> You would... like the experience and you wouldn't get that if you I like the experience <laughs> of someone asking me, what do you want? And I say, cappuccino. Um <laughs> <laughs> So here we are. Uh, but that's my heck yes. So and your heck no. Yeah, my heck no is this sound quality that you're hearing. So hopefully it's not thick like the old days. Um but my, hit us with his heck no. Oh yeah, oh, heck no. no, Oliver. Are you ready for this? I feel one? like this is intense. Yeah, we're ready. Heck no is wearing masks in the Adoration Chapel. Boom. Yeah, heck, Jesus isn't gonna catch COVID. 
No, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you're not sitting. You're alone most of the time. Uh, alone most <laughs> of the time, and um, yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. Don't get me started. We got. I was at inauguration this morning, and um, there's it seats. I think let's see, probably twenty four people. There's twenty four seats. It's a circular adoration chapel. People are gonna come after you. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait, we're gonna get comments. It's all Oliver's fault. <laughs> hey, you can DM me on Instagram. Bring them um, on. If you wanna, yeah, bring on all the DMs, all the comments. Um, let's let, let's fight uh, fight this with logic and, and science. <laughs> <laughs> we should have Oliver on more often. I'm always trying to like curb the way I say things on here because I'm like, listen, I don't have time for those comments right now. And Oliver's like, bring it on, baby. <laughs> I will dedicate a whole day talking about this in the comments. <laughs> well, mine's kind of relative to that. Mine was masks in airports and like on airplanes because they just did a study. United Airlines just did a study, and there's a 0.003% chance that you would catch COVID. On a flight, you would have to be on a flight. And even if it's full, even if every single seat is taken up, it's still a 0.003% chance you will catch COVID. Yet we still have to wear masks um, throughout the whole airport, throughout the entire flight, blah, 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 blah. And it's, it drives me absolutely nuts. I'll, I'll wear it to the grocery store. Fine, whatever. I've I We all know how I feel about them. But for an entire day, just seems a little much, especially when the risk is 0.00. 30%. I don't even know what that percent looks like. Oh, me neither. Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, me I'm neither. Like, that's like half a human. Like, you I mean, literally probably got ringworm from an airport, and we're over here worried about freaking 0.003% COVID. Fact. You're more likely to get vanilla from your, your chicken salad that you ordered that's been made three days ago sitting in the cooler that you paid $18 for than you were getting <laughs> coronavirus. But to your point, Megan, I was flying this past weekend. I had a layover in. Uh, I think it was Nevada, and I walked the whole airport without a mask on, and nobody said a thing. I did that when I was pregnant, and nobody did a thing, and I thought it was because I was pregnant, but knowing that you are not pregnant and you did it makes me a lot more confident to do it next time. Hey, if there's no taxes in airports, then there shouldn't be masks in airports. That's all I have to say. Yeah. So uh, challenge the system, folks. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So I was having a conversation with Oliver, and he was like, well – Christmas mask. I'm not gonna wear a mask. I'm like, can you just like wear it so that we don't, we don't have, have a fight? <laughs> Ooh, like, can I I'm change just... my heck no to wearing masks during mass? See that three times fast. By the way, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> that's a tongue twister. <laughs> 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 All right, we're gonna move on. We're moving on. Courtship. <laughs> <laughs> but before we jump into courtship, Oliver, I know you have this problem all the time. When you sunbathe with a swimsuit top on, you just get those bad tan lines. Heck no to tan lines. (laughs) Stacy is an amazing Catholic wife and mother, and she created the company Staykini, S-T-A-Y-K-I-N-I. And actually, she just sent sent us some swimsuits. We're excited to get them. I got like a cute little skirt and uh, there's like tikini options and high-waisted bottom options, but the back of the tops don't have anything so that you don't get nasty tan lines if you're tanning for your wedding, if you're tan- you know tanning outside and it stays up. Like she literally invented the technology for it to stick on and stay up. Yes. And I know I'm so curious as to how it works. I've seen it work, but I'm just, I'm excited to try it for myself so that we could talk about it and be like, no, it actually works. Um, but everything's back in stock and I'll put the link to stay Keeney in our show notes, but you can use the code heck yes, 25, all caps for 25% off your first $25. order of dollars. Sorry. I always, you I always do every that, time. but it's technically the same math when you continue out the sentence that you were about to say. True, $25 (laughs) off your first order of $100 or more. And seriously, spring break's coming up, so swimsuits are on the way. Um, Okay, okay. So Oliver, courtship. Oliver, read, like, talk to me. We've been talking about courtship, 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 courtship (laughs) for like, I feel like, Oliver, this has been a discussion for like six weeks between us. Six weeks. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. And so um, it's just something – you just want to give us the ba- – okay, wait. Megan, first should we s- explain what we thought courtship is? Yes. I think that would be hilarious. Okay. <laughs> okay, wait. What did you think it was? Um, I thought it was your parents go on dates with you. Um, you don't kiss until you get married. And 
Um, the guy always opens doors for you and always pulls the chair out from a table and scoots it in for you. So chivalry. <laughs> so chivalry, literally. Chivalry and like the utmost modesty in a relationship. <laughs> so when I think of courtship, I think of someone going like you're never alone. Someone is chaperoning you on dates. Um, you have to give side hugs and holding so hands is scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the same idea, pretty much. Holding hands makes you pregnant. <laughs> yikes. Anatomy. I know they don't teach it anymore in schools, but yikes. <laughs> That's what I thought courtship was. And I always kind of rolled my eyes at it until Oliver came to me and was like, so yeah, I'm entering into a courtship. And I was like, Oliver, <laughs> what are you? G- gross. <laughs> and, and then Gross. when he started when he started explaining it to me more i was like oh this is actually kind of cool so okay what you, do you want to counter what we just said <laughs> absolutely Will, willfully actually um okay so courtship right so okay people have a lot of misconceptions i had my own misconceptions about courtship i think megan you said oh you know you can never be alone you always have chaperones all this stuff kind of 18th century um things <laughs> but you know <laughs> but you know like long dresses and like all this stuff but um courtship is it's all about virtue that's what courtship is it's it's a very intentional um relationship that you enter into with somebody to discern whether or not that person has the virtue to fulfill the ends of marriage and that's that's really what it is and you know marriage is uh is a bunch of things it's it's unitive right it, it's it's unitive it's um it's procreative and it's also um, getting the other spouse to heaven. There's one more there, but I'm kind of forgetting it. But those are kind of the main things, right? Um, having children, uniting each other, and um, getting each other to heaven. And so it's really, you know, our dating culture today, people say, oh, we're dating. And I'm like, okay, great. What does that mean? You know, like, what, what are the boundaries to that? What, where do you stop? Is, is the boundary kissing? Is it making out? Is it holding hands? Um, and then we get into a, a lot of other territory, right? Um, what, what does it mean for how long you've been dating? What's a, a dating period look like? Um, when and I actually consider dating, sorry, not to cut you off, but I actually consider dating very casual. Like we (laughs) are going on dates is dating. Like it doesn't mean you're exclusive. So even the term dating can be taken. So like I, Yeah. yeah, I consider like I'm dating multiple people. I'm still dating someone, but I could be dating multiple people, but I'm in a relationship is like we're exclusive. So even the terminology is definitely yeah. relative. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, semantics is, is like language, right? So semantics is just like, okay, this word means this and this word means that. But, you know, we, we, our society has a tendency to mix the meaning of words and even redefine words in, in our current society. And, you know, the meaning of words is incredibly important because it imparts meaning. Okay. So if, if we don't know what something means and we can't use it in the right way. And so you're right. Dating is incredibly vague, but being in a relationship, people know a little bit more hard set. So there's a few stages of courtship. All right. Um, there's four stages, actually. There's one friendship, two courtship, three betrothal and four marriage. All right. And kind of walk those through. Whoa. Yeah. Betrothal and marriage are not the same thing. They're not Mm-mm. the same thing. Is betrothal nope. engagement? Yeah. Betrothal is engagement. I am a genius. Okay, carry on. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's such a beautiful, beautiful process because in our, our current dating culture, there's not a lot of intention and there's a lot of blurred lines. And, you know, when you start introducing physical contact between uh, two people, then you're introducing a lot of other hormones into the mix that really make it difficult to make an objective decision um, with who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. That's a really big decision. And it, me personally, I, I think I can speak for a lot of people. They want their decision making to be as clear as humanly possible when you're making that decision. You don't want to be clouded by any lust or any attraction driven um, exclusively by hormones because you decided to make out on the first date. Okay. Um, and that's a real thing. All right. So let's talk about friendship, right? Cece, you said that, you know, dating, um, is just casual and yeah, I I would consider that just friendship though. I mean, dating, if you're just hanging out with, with multiple people and and you enjoy their time and you're in their company, you're not in an exclusive relationship. You're just friends. I mean, you're not, you're not holding hands. You're not kissing. You're not uh, doing anything that would impart any exclusivity to, to you both or, 
doing anything that would uh, leave hard feelings or, or jealousy mm-hmm. between other potential, in your case, suitors, right? That's a very old term, but I think in this context, it, it makes sense. Right. Um, so that's why it's, it's really important to establish that friendship first. Okay. Once you've had that friendship, you probably had some, some good conversations. You, you get along, right. And is friendship hanging out alone. Is that like going out on dates that can be considered friendship? I mean, what do you consider a date though? I mean, I think, uh, what a lot of people consider going out on dates is like, oh, we're going to go, um, to, you know, the, well, let's go with the Hollywood version, right? We're going to go out to a fancy dinner. I'm going to bring our flowers, all that stuff. That would be, that would be more than friendship. All right. Um, I would not consider that friendship. Now going on dates is something that I would, I would say is you're, you've been friends with this person for a while and you know, you identify something you like in them and you're going, doing something together, but not something together alone in like a very private setting, for example, intimate. Yeah, nothing intimate. So if if you're inviting this other person over to your house or apartment for a movie alone, that's that's off limits. That's not good because what you're doing now is you're approaching the near occasion of sin, right? Um, we it's very difficult for us to say no to our more carnal desires, right? And so it doesn't matter how hard headed you think you are, um, we want to try to avoid those situations as much as possible. So. I would say any kind of casual dating that you want to talk about really within that friendship stage shouldn't have any alone time where there's the potential for falling into any kind of sin of the flesh. Okay. And Mm. so that would be that friendship stage. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. So that's friendship. Then moving on to the courtship is this is the stage where it's the exclusivity part of the relationship, right? You're actually in a, um, a relationship. And so you've talked as friends, you've had good conversation and you've decided, you know what, let's, um, we get along really well. We're obviously attracted to each other. Science will show that we are, we become the close, like we become close friends with those who are, we are attracted to like men and women are attracted to, uh, so men are attracted to other women and women are attracted to other men that they are, you know, on some level attracted to, like we generally don't hang out with people that we find incredibly physically unattractive. It's just, not who we are as, you know, it's not what our genetics programs us to do. So you have some basic attraction there. You enter into a courtship, you say, Hey, let's, um, let's see if there's a, a future here. And what this is doing is you're just having very intentional conversation. You're getting to know the other person on a deeper level and having some questions about, you know, what's your family like? What, what do you hope to do in the future? How would you raise children? I actually, it's funny. I was flying back from Idaho. Uh, my girlfriend, Dominique lives out there. And um, on the way back, you know, we've had these incredible conversations. Wait, should we back up? Oliver is in a courtship. So <laughs> we just brought that. her brother to chat courtships, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is in one. That is he true. He is yeah. month two in one. Okay, sorry, keep going. I just needed to, and, and by the way, um, you guys got to know each other virtually before yeah. friendship developed virtually. Ooh, hey, do you want me to cover that? right now or just continue talking finishing out the four stages of courtship and then follow up with the story yeah 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 sorry i'm i'm sorry i got ahead of myself yeah do that i like that cool okay so long story short i'm dating um sorry not dating wow courting this amazing (laughs) this amazing young woman named dominique she lives out in idaho and uh so i was flying back and i just we've been talking how we can have more conversation and just we're really kind of struggling to figure out more questions to ask each other because we've already had so many incredible conversations. Um, so I put together a list. I just kind of all came to me of 50 questions, um, to ask during a courtship. And so just a few of those, it's, you know, what, um, how would you perceive to handle childcare if we both needed to work? You know, what are your thoughts on, on yours or my parents living, uh, living with us when they get older? You know, if, if we get married, mm. um, how long do you want to wait in between having children? You know, what do you know about NFP? Are you open to learning more about it? Uh, things like how do you interact with your living space? Do you, do you like organized clutter? Are you a clean person who dislikes clutter and cleans often? All these tiny little things. These um, are so good. Know, yeah. yeah. Organized I clutter mean, is different than being clean. <laughs> I am like clean. my surfaces don't need anything on them. I'm right. a yeah. clean counter kind of girl. And sorry, I'm just going on a rant. But I, <laughs> I feel like I feel like this this list needs to be public. I agree. Well, you know what? I will. Uh, I'll post a link. Maybe you can direct your. We'll put it in our Facebook <laughs> group. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Avery always made fun of me because I'd ask if he wants to play twenty questions, and he was like, "Sure." <laughs> and then I would literally just start asking him deep, intentional questions, and he was like, "That's not how you play twenty questions." <laughs> <laughs> 
No, we're going to put these questions in our Facebook in our Facebook group. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And um, so, yeah, anyway, questions like that, really intentional things that kind of go and kind of weave in between different areas of life that, you know, you probably don't talk about on a daily basis. And I know I really had to, to rack my brain for for some of these questions. And um, so it's, it's really going to help us. I actually have a, a FaceTime date night with with her after we're finishing this podcast. And so we're going to go through some of these questions as well. And um, I'm just excited. So it'll be outstanding. So anyway, that is the, uh, it's kind of the courtship phase, right? You're getting to know each other via intentional questions. You're spending a lot of time together, um, but not in private. Okay. You, you know, it's different driving in the car to go somewhere, right? But you're not, you know, alone with somebody else in their apartment or their house. You, the whole point of courtship is you're not just getting to know that person. You're getting to know their family, and because when you get when you marry somebody, right, you don't just marry one person, you marry the entire family, mm-hmm. right? That's that's mom, dad, sisters, brothers, grandparents, aunts, uncles, the whole thing. And a lot of times what just makes me incredibly sad is, you know, we have people that get married that can't stand their mother in law, they can't stand yep. their father in law. I'm like, well, there's there's probably something that, you know, went awry in in the dating relationship building process that you went through because those things are very important. So that courtship, spend a lot of time with their family, get to know them, spend time with each other because, I mean, it's it's really important in terms of human development, right? We need to let's, – let's just think about it for a second. How a young woman interacts with her father is going to be an incredibly important thing for a man to witness because mm-hmm. that's going to be a, a very telling of how you two are going to inter- interact later yeah. down the road, right? True. Or, for example, a, a young woman. How does the man treat his mother? What's that relationship like? What yeah. relationship does he have with her? How does he talk to her? How does he talk to you about her? All these things, can you, if you can witness these things, it can really help you make a, a decisive um, call on whether or not this person really does possess the virtue needed to fulfill the ends of marriage. Because again, it's for better or for worse, it's for life. You want to be very intentional and really try to check all the boxes you can in the most um, objective manner possible, which is why in courtship, there's no physical, there's no physical touch. Okay. There's, you, you can hug. All right. But you know, hugs shouldn't be like these really long, intimate, like longer than a minute. No one's going to stand there holding a stopwatch, but I think we all know what I'm talking about when you have like a really intimate hug with somebody. Okay. That, that shouldn't be happening because in courtship, you know, before you are engaged, before you go through the rite of betrothal, um, then you're still trying to objectively make that decision process. And again, you don't want any flare up of hormones or anything clouding your decision-making process. Okay. So I know a lot of women who listen to this podcast. So if if a guy's trying to pressure you into, um, you know, holding hands or, or, or cuddling or, or kissing right away, those are big red flags that he needs to get his priorities straight. And you can tell him that to his face because he should be able to take that. And isn't it, isn't it, I think, cause, um, I'll link these two videos, but Oliver had sent me a few videos to watch Yeah. and it was, you get a chance to see his self-denial, mm-hmm. which will come up in different, not even physical areas of marriage, but just in, in areas of marriage as far as fatherhood. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. That That's a huge thing, especially for men, women, the, the whole purpose of the no physical touch thing, it's, it's really for, for us men. Okay. For, because we need to be able to show you, you, first off, you need to be able to see that we have enough control of self. We have enough self mastery and discipline in order to deny our own desires, right? For, for pleasure and for intimacy. You need to see that we are able to deny those for you, for the good that you are, that we're waiting for that say, Hey, I can deny myself for you because I'm going to have to deny myself for you in marriage many times. And Mm -hmm. I want you to be able to see that I am capable of that and that you are making a good decision in choosing me as your future husband. That's incredibly important because I think oftentimes we forget that women are the ones who choose the mates. Women choose the men they marry. A lot of guys think it's the other way around. They're like, oh, she chose me. I'm great. She won the lottery with me. That's, <laughs> that's so false. Um, and if you ever hear a guy talk like that, you need to tell him that he's really got to check his ego and uh, probably start praying more because she can leave you in a heartbeat, man. I'm just saying. 
Um, we need she to could leave you. We, <laughs> you're saying no. the girl should always have the upper hand, and the man should continue to be cho- should continue to be pursuing and chasing. Yes, not just in dating, not just in courtship, not just in betrothal, but all the time in marriage. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. The man, but that doesn't mean they can't feel secure in it. No. Not at all. It just means that you have to know what's expected of you. That's what the whole thing is is about, right? You you know what you're entering into. You know what's expected of you, and you can practice this. All right. The the self denial is part of it's part of the pursuit, and that's how it should be viewed. It's it's all part of the pursuing and showing that I am worthy of you. Not as like you know I am worshiping you, but as just the the beauty that you are as as a woman. Man has to show you that hey. I, I can, I can do this. You know, I am man enough to deny myself for you. And so throughout that courtship process, there's a lot of self-denial that has to happen. A lot of communication, a lot of self-denial, um, and and a lot of intentional conversation. And then after a certain amount of time, you know, usually, um, if you don't know, if you're in a courtship or you're dating somebody and you don't know if you're going to marry this person, um, within six months, then you should break it off because you're both wasting each other's time. It, and you, you guys set know. those standards together, like, okay, yep. in six months, we're either getting engaged or breaking up. Yeah, absolutely. That should be, and that's not like a hard set rule, but it's just, it's, if you really think about it and you, you, you put on paper how much time you can spend with somebody, how much conversation you can have, and you assess that you're like, Hey, you know, six months, you have a really good idea of what that person's like. And any more you're going to get to know them is probably negligible in terms of making that decision towards marriage. So if you're still on the fence after six months, I would say break it off. But in the people that I've talked to, the videos that I've watched and the research that I've done in, in, in my own experience, you'll know before six months, you'll know before six months. And so. That's so true. Like if I, I mean, if I didn't even know, I'm not, I mean, I guess I shouldn't make it too personal, but like after a year, if you're still confused, if you should marry them, you probably shouldn't marry them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it should be it should be a lot clearer than that. And so after those six months or four to six months or whatever the time frame is, then you're going to you're going to get engaged. Um, and so after engagement comes the right of betrothal, right? And now, immediately after, right? Like the immediately after, ready. like like the man should hey have like father on the phone. Hey, hey, father, I'm about to propose. Uh, I'll be at the church in like ten minutes. Are you good to go? It's like like you're calling up the special forces to come in to do your betrothal, right? So your proposal happens, boom, you get in the car, go to the church. And then the father's sitting there. He goes, he does the right of betrothal and boom, you are promising to marry this woman before the church. That's I feel like the immediate thing is like, before she changes her mind, hurry. We don't have time for video. We don't have time for photo. We don't have time to help. Wait. Please get to the church. ASAP, call the horses. We're going. Like so fast. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So a priest is involved and included in the engagement process. Yes, he the priest does the the rite of betrothal, and I that know, signifies that a thing. Engagement. What the yeah. crap, you guys? I but feel like, like I'm gypped. Like it's a mini <laughs> vow kind of thing, right, yeah. Oliver? It's it's a promise. It's a formal promise in the church, and maybe somebody can do some research and 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 correct me on this, but. Um, based on what I've read, it's it's a formal promise within the church, blessed by the priests, saying I'm I'm going to marry you, you know, and excluding any dire circumstances that you're going to follow through with the promise of engagement, because right. that's what engagement and, is. It's a promise. Yeah. Right. And that's it's not so just in the Latin, right? This is a Catholic thing, but it's Catholic more becoming thing. becoming more popular in the Latin, right? Yep. It's becoming more popular in the traditional movement within the Catholic Church, but it's it's been there forever. Um, we've just, you know, seen, um, abandonment of it. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. Quick question is courting specifically a like traditionally Catholic thing, or is it just like Ooh. a traditional tra- like an old time traditional thing that the Catholic That's church still holds to, do you know? You know, I would say because the Catholic church is the longest, right. oldest institution on the face of the planet right. that it is definitely a Catholic yeah. thing. Um, I, I can't speak longer than that, but I guess logic would say that, you know, relationships, yeah. uh, you know, Christ instituted the church and the church is the Catholic church. And so, I mean, just by logic, it would yeah. have to be a Catholic thing. Yeah. And why do you think you said abandonment, but like so many people had never even heard of courting when CC put up that question box on her thing. And yeah. 
beyond just like abandonment like why do you think that is just because of how secularized our world has become or because it's hard (laughs) that Uh, yeah no I mean, you know, I think it really has to do with how secular our world has become. I think uh, during the sexual revolution in the 60s, especially mm-hmm. in America and, and around the globe, we saw a lot of uh, loosening of morals and abandonment yep. of values and, and a lot of traditional things that were tossed by the wayside in uh, in lieu of more free and, and more um, uh, loose principles. And so that's perhaps something that was tossed to the wayside. But Cece also made a comment. It, it's it, It's difficult. Yeah. Courtship's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy, but folks, marriage isn't easy. Nope. I've never been married, nope. but I've talked to a lot of people who have been married. Married, Megan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I sometimes forget you're married and have a kid. I know, right? Me too. <laughs> no, and I think when you said um, people want freedom, I think actually courtship would give more emotional and mental freedom, actually. Oh my gosh. Okay, can I speak from experience then? Um, real quick, I'll, I'll share some experience, but fourth, uh, I want to wrap up the fourth stage of courtship marriage, right? And so uh, let's talk about physical, um, physical intimacy. Okay. After engagement, it would be okay to now, you know, hold hands and, you know, put your arm around, um, her or or Okay. I'm sorry. I just have to stop you. I just... I can't get on board with that. Like, I just find it ridiculous. Like, I just, I I know I sound terrible, but I also know so many people are thinking this as well. Like, I would need a deep conversion of heart to think that holding hands was not okay until engagement. That is true. I would be the same way. I'm sure there's a beautiful reason why, but I also feel like, oh, I don't know. Like, I just think that sounds like crazy that, and and it's not like judging. I mean, Oliver is in a courtship, but like, I just, I could not imagine like having a not negative uh, connotation to holding hands, but like a sexual connotation to holding hands. Mm, Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that's probably something to talk about with the person you're courting. Right. And it's not like it, black and white. It's probably different for everybody. I'm just kind of going off my notes. And one of the videos that you can post for uh, for your listeners is, I think it's by Father Rippinger. It, uh, mm-hmm. Or no, it's not. by It's by brother. Um, talks about, hey, you probably shouldn't be you know, holding hands in, until that betrothal. You know, because it, it, there is, there are some, you know, hormones and things that are released from, from physical touch like that. And again, it just goes back to that objectivity. It's like, okay, can you wait for that betrothal? Like how, like does, can you elevate what that means? Can you elevate what holding hands means to you both personally and not put that on a pedestal, but wait for that. And that's really the whole act of physical intimacy. It's, it's the waiting and it's the self-denial. It's not the hard set rule that says no physical intimacy at all. And, you know, like chastity belts and all this stuff, right? (laughs) But you shouldn't be having sex. That's, that's a given, but like, it's not about the rule. It's about the self-denial. It's about what is behind that no physical intimacy recommendation. Okay. It's about the self-denial and the virtue of self-denial, because remember, let's not forget that, Courtships is completely about virtue. And one of those virtues is self-denial. And so again, Cece, to your change of heart thing, I think a lot of people would need a change of heart to really accept that part. And let me, let me give you this now too. Um, so Dominique was talking to her dad um, about this a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about marriage and, and the marriage ceremony. And it was, they were kind of talking about it. And it came up that when the priest says, you may now kiss the bride, to the groom that that really was supposed to be the first time that couple had ever kissed. And she thought that was the most beautiful thing she'd ever heard. And she told me and she goes, look, my next relationship, my, for this courtship, I want this to be a reality. I I want my first kiss to be on my wedding day with my new husband. And I told him that's, I'm on board with that. That sounds so beautiful. And one of the reasons I said that was because gentlemen listening, it's a challenge. All right. We, we should not shrink from things that are difficult, from things that are hard. We should not shrink away from things that are going to force us to change our, uh, our beliefs 
uh, and, and, you know, preconceived notions, we should approach things that are going to force us to grow and stretch. And this definitely mm-hmm. is, a, you know, something that's a radical change for me, for a lot of people, you know, and actually, you probably see that as more beautiful. Um, because I think Megan and I were talking about this a little bit, like the woman needs to set the standard and the man will rise. And yes. we are at the end of the day, still animals and <laughs> men do like to not win, but like work towards something. Yep. And they want a challenge because at the end they want to, they, they want the prize, you Absolutely. know? And I know that sounds super like, uh, just, I know that sounds like so animalistic, but at, we do, we can't just like give it all because no. then what are they working for? Absolutely. That's a really good point for, for women listening. I mean, that's, you just, you need to, girls, you need to set the standard. You you do. And because, and Dominique and I were talking about this too, the standard, we have a phrase in the military that says the standard you walk by is the standard you accept. Well, Mm -hmm. ladies, when when you're in a relationship, the standard that you allow to slip past you is a standard you're going to accept in marriage. Yeah. How you do one thing is how you do everything. True. It's not just going to magically change in marriage. Yeah. No, absolutely. So that's kind of wrapping up the uh, the four stages of courtship. Obviously, marriage, and if you've made a uh, a good discernment of it, then um, for me myself personally, you, you'll have your first kiss on on uh, the your wedding, and I think that's so beautiful because it really shows that you've been able to self deny. You've been able to give that up and um, delay gratification for something that is worth it. Yeah. The whole mass, I would be so nervous. I'd be like, <laughs> I don't even know if the gospel is read. I don't even am know I if gonna, the first reading. Am I gonna turn the right? Am I gonna turn to the left? Which way are we going? <laughs> I'm watching. My father's watching. Okay. Okay, but I will say I think that's obviously that is not the route Avery and I went. None of this is. Um kind of wishing we had known about this before. But um I will say I think that adds a whole different like step up to being wed though and like same thing with the betrothal and everything and now you can hold hands because I feel like all of that just gets flushed into dating and then you get married and it just becomes all about like oh the white dress and oh about and it's not about those things that you've worked for and waited for and all of that unless I mean hopefully you've at least saved sex but even that alone isn't as big of a thing as kissing and just like everything and I think that's really beautiful well, you yeah. think our culture does all of this in the first stage. Oh, Friendship. 100%. You want to go yeah. a home run the first time, right? Isn't that what it's called? Yeah. I don't know. I had one other boyfriend. Third base. <laughs> Third base. Okay, there you know. go. Thanks, Oliver. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, what's a home run? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So do you want to tell us just like a little bit about um, – I think this was super interesting to me and just kind of what I wanted to touch on is as far as the family thing goes, um, I don't think our culture makes it realistic. And I know we should be above the culture, but just how the world works in, uh, uh, right now is that women don't typically live at home with their fathers until they're married and move into their husband's house. Mm. Like that's just not a thing much anymore. And so like getting to know the family prior or like asking the father in to have his daughter in courtship, I just don't think that's as realistic for many people anymore. As a lot of the videos say, just because we have the ability to move women are working um and dating doesn't happen and marriage doesn't happen as young anymore right so what's the question exactly (laughs) he's like agreed and your point before we move into the question uh megan you want to tell us about megan ashley styling yes okay so her book is on sale right now on amazon called The Catholic Wardrobe, Musings from a Personal Stylist. Um, So you can, if you are too nervous to jump full ship into having a stylist work with you one-on-one, then you can start there. Or you can use code BEAUTIFYMYWARDROBE when signing up for her whole starter pack special. And you'll get a free copy of the book included in that. Um, But she gives us like so many different options to work with her to learn all the things that she knows about style and fashion and encapsulating a wardrobe and all the things like that, which I really need to do with my closet. I was thinking about that the other day. Do you do that? Yeah. And it, do you have a capsule wardrobe closet? Um, you know, I don't have a capsule wardrobe. No, you have to know. <laughs> I know. I've, I've been, I've been adding in a lot more basics, um, but it is like kind of, it can get overwhelming. And mm-hmm. so um, even with a fashion background, I seriously like 
hiring a personal stylist, I always say outsource, outsource, outsource. Yeah. If it's not something that it's that you feel super comfortable with and you know someone else can do it better, then hire them. That's literally their job. So I would definitely check out Megan Ashley. Check out her Instagram. I'll put her Instagram linked in our show notes, of course, like always. But why would you not want a Catholic stylist? Like right. she gets in, in your, your heart and... <laughs> Yeah, she gets your heart and your soul and knows where it's supposed to end up. So uh, why not have someone? I just love working with other Catholics. So I love that. But um, Oliver, back to courtship. So you did ask Dominique's dad. Can you just bring us along like you guys, you know, talked virtually and then, you know, just bring us along that journey a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great question, by the way. I like how you phrase that. Bring us along the journey. <laughs> I, <feel> like <laughs> <laughs> like I want like women narrate all day. an audiobook or something. I know. I'm just like, tell me about, I'm going to bring you along this journey. Tell me about that. Can you tell me a little more about that? What does that truly mean? Like, <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go on. And, uh, <clears throat> try my narrator voice here. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, Dominique and I met, um, met through Instagram, actually, and I flew out there and met her, met her parents, and you know we, we discussed courtship and because uh, we've been talking. Wait, for I feel a while. like you jumped, you jumped like you jumped really far ahead. I need a time frame. You met, and oh. how long did you talk? Okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. So time frame, Roger that. So started talking <laughs> about. <laughs> it's so black and white. It's not even funny. Like I love it because it's such how a guy's brain works. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Anyway. Okay. okay. So time frames. So we were talking just in. Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember. I think it was late earlier this fall. I want to say September, late September. We we started talking and um, we were talking for about two months before I told her, you know, I, I really like you. And I think, um, obviously I'm attracted to you. And I, I think, uh, you know, it'd be awesome if we were able to go out and, uh, on a date, but, uh, I can't make it out there right now. I'm pretty busy with work, but if you could, you know, give me a little bit of time, I'd love to book a trip out there and come meet you in person and your family. And as long as we get along in person, as we do, um, via FaceTime, then I think, I think we won't have any problems here. And so she agreed and, and she was definitely on board with that. And so flew out there and we had just a phenomenal time just getting to know each other and ha- having coffee and spending time with her, her mom and her dad. And uh, the first thing we actually did is we went to adoration. We, she picked me up from the Airbnb I was staying at on Saturday morning and we went to go make a holy hour before our Lord and the blessed sacrament. And that was incredibly beautiful. Um, just a really amazing way to start out a new relationship with um, with an incredible level of intention. So that was that was really awesome. So ladies, find yourself a guy who has a devotion to the Blessed Sacrament and uh, goes to adoration. So no, truly, it makes all the difference. Like how attracted you are to someone. Oh my gosh! Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What it, it definitely does, but I guarantee you, Oliver was thinking for different reasons, and you're like, guys, it makes them so much more attractive. Like, you've <laughs> got to fall for those kind of things. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is why Oliver and I are so different, but it works. If if I met y'all in like a coffee, like a Starbucks together, I don't think I would have ever thought you were related. But <laughs> that's all. <laughs> All right. He's like, it's so beautiful to have a devotion. I'm like, yeah, it makes him way more cute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So we had a great weekend. Um, and, you know, towards the end of it, and we were just hitting it off, have, having a great time. And I asked her dad, I think we were, we all went to, out to brunch after, um, after Holy Mass on Sunday. And I was walking with her dad. As I asked him, like, hey, you know, I, uh, I really appreciate you opening your home for me this weekend, and I'm I'm really enjoying um, getting to know your daughter. And I wanted to ask you permission to pursue your daughter in a courtship. And he said yes. And so after that, I formally asked Dominique, and she said yes. And then we were all good to go. So that's that's how that process worked. And you know, and are you guys still long distance? Yeah, yeah, we're okay. still long distance. I live in Indianapolis, and and she lives in. In Idaho. So it's very okay. much long distance. <sighs> but you guys talked about courtship prior. Like you guys watched videos together because a lot of women were asking like, how do I even bring that up to a man? I, you know, honestly, um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it like it is because 
if you're thinking about courtship, if you ladies, if you think that's something that you want, then just flat out tell the guy, say, look, I do not want to date you. I want a courtship. And, you know, you can send him resources, send him videos, say, hey, is this something you're on board with? Because this is a prerequisite for getting to know me better. And just tell him, don't, don't be soft with guys. Guys need they to be able to handle that. it. Yeah, yep. they need to appreciate your bluntness. I know for a fact, I really appreciate when women have been very straight with me in communicating their expectations, communicating their boundaries, and communicating what they want. That's so important. You have to be clear about what you want. Otherwise, I guarantee you, the guy's not going to pick up on it. All right, we're pretty thick-headed. <laughs> and you know, we, we try to fill in the gaps, but we don't do a good job. So you have to communicate very clearly what you want. And don't be afraid to hurt his feelings because frankly, if you're worried about hurting the guy's feelings, that's a huge red flag and you could you should walk away right there because you don't have time to baby some guy who's butt hurt because you told him that you don't want, you know, some intimate dating relationship with physical intimacy. Oh, uh, so good. It, you don't have time. And if you, why don't you just be exactly who you are and right. say exactly what you want to say because the right Amen. man will appreciate that. Right. Well, and I, we've talked about this before, Cece, but if – the girls aren't upfront and blunt from the get-go. It's just going to get harder and harder and harder to ever be upfront and blunt about what you want because then, like Oliver mentioned earlier, hormones are going to get involved. Then you're going to be all like, oh, well, this and that. And you're going to make excuses for why like you can let something slip instead of just holding that line from the front in the beginning and just like telling them how it is. Right. Otherwise, it's just and if you're messed up. Right. And if you're not up front from the beginning and then all of a sudden you are, it's going to come out of left field right. and they're going to be like, right. who are you? And where did, what happened with the girl that lets, lets things go, True, true. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, yeah. Okay, well, I what know. about, oh, oh yeah, go on, go on. Well, I was going to say, I know a lot of girls are probably listening to this going, okay, so Oliver's in the courtship and Oliver is saying everything I ever want a man to say. So, so where do I find them? So he's already <laughs> taken apparently. Right, um, right exactly. The only man is taken. Um, <laughs> yeah, where do you find men like Oliver? Oh, <laughs> well, the thing is like, I'll just be up front like, I don't know if I'm 100% on board with courtship just because like I've worked for a dating site and like I have dated a lot and yeah, it sounds beautiful, but also it doesn't sound that fun. Um, like it sounds beautiful, but it just like truly, I'm just being honest. Like I wish it did sound more fun and like <laughs> and people are judging you around. I know they are, but also I know there's women thinking the same thing. 100%. Um, but Yeah. I don't know. Like I I'm conflicted because like, I want to do the right thing. And like, obviously the most it's most traditional, it's most virtuous, but I just like need a change of heart. That's, that's a really good point. But I, I would say, Hey, you really got to check your motives. Cease. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lecture you, but I'm just like, we really need to objectively check our motives. Like, okay. Yeah. It doesn't sound fun, but actually it's the most, freeing thing that the most intentional and the most freeing thing in relationship I've ever had for, for very specific reasons, because when you set boundaries on things, when there's very clear, um, yeses and nos, and there's a very clear and defined end state, both people are, have so much more clarity on what's happening and what's going on that you can really focus on each other, but most importantly, our Lord. And when you keep Christ at the center of things, then you will just naturally move towards each other in, in deeper love. And so we really need to check our motives. Are we going for a fun relationship that we can have, you know, just fond memories of and say, oh, that was a great time. And then, you know, maybe not make the best choice in marriage or right. maybe take longer than you need to. Like what what are the motives? What do you truly desire as the end state? Stephen Covey, the author of uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, has a great quote. Begin with the end in mind. What's your end, right? The end, if, you're, if you discern your vocation and you're not going to enter into religious life, then your vocation is marriage, all right? And so if that's the end state's heaven and your vocation is marriage, then what needs to be true for you to have a marriage that possesses the virtue 
that will get you and your spouse to heaven mm-hmm. and work backwards from that point. I mean, yeah, that's what I teach in the woman's school. You have a dream, you have, you have dream, you have goals, you have actions, and you got to work backwards to make, to, to figure out what your next step is. Absolutely. Before we jump into a few other questions, Oliver, I know you freaking love stickers. Oliver is like a sticker hoarder. <laughs> I do. He will pop those babies on anything, okay? From a water bottle to a book to the top little coffin thing he put on his old Jeep. Like all these things, he'll pop those stickers everywhere and he'll buy a sticker anywhere. We will go to a coffee shop, a brewery. He's asking if they have stickers. He's asking if they're like literally the. It's, do you have stickers? Are they free? Can I have? Can I buy a few stickers? Like everywhere growing up, it's always been a sticker. Um, and honestly, I think it rooted from like going to Best Buy and asking if we can have their old show phones, like the, the old ones that like don't work. Yeah. He's like, can we have your old model phones? Or then like going to uh, Home Depot and asking if we can have the keys that they messed up shaping. Can we have your old keys? Like literally stems from that. Now Oliver's like, do you have stickers? Can I have a sticker? Um, <laughs> It's so true. But Catholic Sticker Club is so great. It's family owned by Catholic converts, Meredith and her husband and children in Texas. Um, And they have liturgical sticker packages. So it's month to month subscription or a six month subscription and both make such great gifts. Um, And that six month subscription seriously is awesome for a Christmas gift for a friend, a significant other, kids, teachers. Oh, teachers. Wait, that's seriously such a great idea for a teacher. Um, (laughs) Gets excited about her own notes and backtracks. (laughs) I know. I'm like my teacher. But you can use the code HECKYES in all caps for 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. And you can find their Instagram and their website in the show notes. Um, Megan, what are some, we'll we'll answer a few more questions and we'll probably have to have Oliver on again because people are going to like this episode. (laughs) Honestly, true. (laughs) But wait, so how would maybe, I mean, obviously Girls have to hold the standard. They have to call men to live more virtuously for there to be more virtuous men to pick from, right? Um, But how would you find a guy that wants a courtship or wants to pursue this virtuously? Because I, like, I found my husband through a friend through a friend. You know what I mean? Like, I never know how to answer this question. I know it's the question all girls are asking. Like, I know my vocation is marriage and I know I want to pursue this virtuous, virtuously with someone. And hey, now I'm kind of turned on to the idea of courting, but where's the man? <laughs> okay, wait, Oliver, real quick. Can I answer a little bit? Can I just start the combo? Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I feel like if you, logically, if you want a man that has traditional values True. and that are going to go along the lines of what the traditional church said, then you need to find them at a traditional church, um, which would be like, circles in the latin that latin right yeah see you and i are definitely related because that's exactly what i was gonna say (laughs) yeah Um, and oliver and i are both kind of converts to the latin right i have yet to be one but i'm excited to come to dc and become one no i mean that's you know that's like the million dollar question right where where do you find free ladies where do you find the guys um that's i mean i would agree with cc if you want a guy who's gonna who i mean if you want a guy who's really in tune with the traditional values or, you know, like me personally, I didn't really fully understand courtship. If you were to ask me four months ago, it took some research. It took some investment of time and prayer to say, Hey, this is something I actually do genuinely desire. And, um, because it's going to yield an amazing end result. And so, and so, yeah, absolutely. You have to go looking where those guys are going to be. And that is more traditional churches. You're, I mean, you're going to be hard pressed to find guys like this at your, um, just kind of, I don't want to use the vernacular, but just kind of your, your run of the mill everyday kind of just, you know, average parish that, you know, you you may go to. And that's not to demean those parishes, just is to say that generally uh, the, the guys there, the, the formation's not that great. You're right. going to find better formation, better formed young men at more traditional churches. And those are more than likely going to be where they have the, the extraordinary, where they celebrate the extraordinary form of the mass, the, the Latin rite. Um, and, you know, so either go there and start plugging in and maybe meeting guys through that, but also, you know, a great tool 
um, he's like Catholic Instagram. I mean, I'm serious. Mm-hmm, it, yeah. It's how find that Catholic human. date. What up? Yeah, I mean, there's you can be very selective with your filters on that platform, um, and so just start getting in those circles and kind of following things and just go see where the guys are hanging out and look at the comments, maybe look at their feed or just try to, you know, get to know some people in that area. But that's where you really have to go. You have to try to find, you know, find to find guys who have virtue, who desire this, you have to go where their virtue is and where the virtue is being propagated. Right. Or mm. what Megan said through a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. That also- <laughs> yeah. I think setups are the best because someone already vetted them for you. Good question. Did <laughs> Oliver, did your current girlfriend, was she the one that said, Hey, I want to do a courtship whenever I date someone next? Or was that you? Cause I know you said you had to kind of research it and figure out what that meant. You know, that's a really good question. And it, it was, it was a little bit of both of us. We okay. started talking and you know, the intent of us talking wasn't to enter into a relationship of any kind. It was actually, we're going to collaborate on a project together. But that just kind of formed into, you know, we have a lot in common and we started talking about uh, one of the conversations that we just had as friends was about the, you know, the state of masculinity and femininity in America and what relationships mean and, and what everything means. And that was kind of part of both of our faith journeys of talking about that intention and everything. And it just kind of came up naturally. And then we both agreed that that would be the best thing. Cause we, we both didn't want to just mess around dating casually right. and, and just, you know, both in a space to where, Hey, the next phase of life, the next relationship, my intention is to make it the last relationship and mm. behave as such. And so in order to do that, what's the most intentional way to do that? Well, that's courtship. And yeah. so it was kind of a mutual decision. It doesn't seem logic, very logic, logically yeah. sound. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, dang, Oliver. I'm so glad we had you on. I already know the women are going to be swooning. Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, gosh. I do. Well, can you can you make sure to send me that um, that list of questions? We'll put this on that group, that Facebook group. And I'll also post two videos from YouTube that Oliver had sent me in the Facebook group as well. Oh, Absolutely. for our listeners who aren't following our Facebook group and are now suddenly like, uh, let me in. I need this info. (laughs) Look up what in the dang heck podcast on Facebook. It's a private group, but it should come up. All you have to do is answer the question who puts butter on their pop tarts. And if you don't know the answer to this question, then you're not an OG. Our Instagram and and answer it. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Stock, stock at what in the dang heck. Oliver, what's your Instagram? Can you plug that? Oh boy. Um, I think it's at Oliver.pappas. Let me double check that for you though. I think it yeah. is too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Oliver.pappas. And if you're interested in um, having him for maybe your son or it's 18 and older for the man school or your boyfriend, if you need to whip your boyfriend into shape and make him want to be in courtship or whatever it is, then you should probably have him to the man school with Oliver. Um, So opappus.themanschool at gmail.com. And that's my brother's folks. That's or well, I can't even talk. That is my brother, folks. <laughs> so weird coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I know because Oliver's such a folks guy. He's like, what up, folks? Or like, he'll literally. It's like I can just imagine this. It's like we pull up to Chick Fil A, and we're in the we're in the um, drive-through lane, and they're like, what, "What would you like?" And he's like, "What is up, folks? How are you today? Are you doing good? This is great." He is and more like, enthusiastic than the Chick Fil A workers. If that tells you anything is. about all of if they're like my pleasure, and he's like. No, sir. It's my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> that is Oliver. Oh, my word. Hopefully that first comment about COVID, you don't hate him and you you really uh, switch their minds around. <laughs> but, but have a great – this is coming out during Christmas week. So have a beautiful Christmas. And any last words, folks? <laughs> uh, no just thank you so much Lisa. i really appreciate it and uh we just got to get the message of courtship and intentional and authentic masculinity and femininity out to the masses yes so yeah bring back masculine men bring or make courtship cool again is that what it is <laughs> all yes. the things make courtship cool again i love it what is that m m c c a a m c c a let's make hats mm-hmm. 
Big red hat. Oh, God. MTCA. <laughs> okay, we are definitely related. Uh... <laughs> Entrepreneurs, both oh. of you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We're making merch, folks. <laughs> actually, let's let's do that. I think we might actually get some sales from that. <laughs> yeah, we could, actually. We're going to start a movement, make courtship cool again. But that means I would need that to enter into a courtship. The, you need the heart change to happen fast if you're trying to get on board with this. Cease, to be authentic about it. Yeah. I know, it's like, so I'm trying to make money off this merch, even though I'm not really doing it. <laughs> but yeah, okay, well, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Merry Christmas. Bye, guys. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Make sure to call our hotline at 312-775-2615 and share your heck yes or heck no moment. Subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on our Instagrams while you're at it. See you next week.